0: let's turn to the book of Joshua chapter 1 we're going to read from verse 1 now after the death of Moses the servant of Yahweh it came to pass that Yahweh spoke to Joshua the son of Nun Moses minister Moses servant saying Moses my servant is dead now therefore arise go over this Jordan you and all this people to the land which I do give to them even to the children of Israel Now, I don't know if it was news to Joshua that Moses was dead. But I, I don't know so much that the Lord was saying here that uh, Moses was dead so much as the Moses era is over. It's finished. It's done. Okay, It was a line in the sand saying the Moses uh, dispensation, the Moses season is gone. And you are now the leader of this people. So we're, we're talking about leadership. We're talking about how god commissions leaders but i want to look today at how god equips leaders the equipping of god for leaders now of course joshua was the leader of a nation and we're looking at national leaders kings those in authority what we would say today in britain ministers of state Uh, in america you've got presidents and, and other secretaries in other words we would call them political leaders i prefer to call them national leaders and how does God equip a leader of a nation to lead that nation? Okay? First of all, we have to understand, it has to be a supernatural equipping. Because uh, you can't do it in human strength. Jo- Moses couldn't do it in human strength, and certainly Joshua couldn't either. And Moses had to perform miracles. Okay? Moses had to do miracles to, in a sense, um, give authenticity to his Leadership of the nation. Now, Moses was given a staff and he could do signs and wonders with that staff. Uh, but the problem with that is that staff belonged to Moses. So when when the the thing that gives you authority, power can do signs and wonders, it, it's not a universal thing, it belongs it belonged to Moses. And, Mo, and Aaron had a staff as well. So what I want to, to show you here in this passage of scripture, and we're going to read on is that God was giving Joshua a key of authority, a key of supernatural power and wisdom and ability to lead a nation that any leader of any nation can use. And in fact, any leader in any field or area or sphere of authority can use. In other words, you can use this key today. And let me just say this, if you're not using it, then you're undermining your own leadership performance. So he says to Joshua, verse four, sorry, verse three, every place at the sole of your foot shall tread upon that have I given to you, as I said to Moses. Same mission, go into the land, possess it, but different leader, okay? The baton has been passed. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even to the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast or your boundary. There shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you, nor forsake you. Leaders must know that they are commissioned and called and ordained by God with such authority that nothing or no one can stand in their way. Now, that doesn't say people won't try to. It doesn't say that demons and principalities and powers and institutions and organizations and governments and so on will not try to. They most assuredly will but it means that they will not be able to stand before you all the days of your life in other words your commission is backed by heaven's authority and by kingdom power then it says here verse 6 be strong and have good courage for to this people shall you divide for an inheritance the land which i swore to their fathers to give them now a lot of points here first of all it's a covenant oath that god's speaking about here to the people Uh, First of all, he tells Joshua, be strong and of good courage. This is the first time he says it here. Um, And then look what he says. To this people shall you divide divide for an inheritance the land. A leader's job is to bring people into the inheritance. If you're a kingdom leader, your job is to equip, empower, and enable people to come into that which God has for them, to show them what belongs to them in Christ, to show them their identity in Christ. Doesn't matter what field you're a leader in—might be business, might be civic realm, or it might be church realm—but your job as a leader is to bring people into what's theirs, what belongs to them, and to release them into their identity, which is their destiny. Only be you, strong and very courageous. He's saying it twice. Now, when God says something once, it has you know the utmost importance. When He says it twice, you know it's the double—the law of the double. Only be you strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded. Now God's saying to Joshua here, the standard, your uh, ethical code, your standard, your code of conduct is the the law that Moses um, released to uh, Israel. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This is where I want us to go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall have good success. Then he says, verse nine, have not I commanded you be strong and have a good courage. That's the third time that God says this to him in this passage, three times God repeated this. So national leaders need strength and they need courage okay and a weak leader is no use to anybody so weak leadership is something that we must try to avoid leaders must be strong and have a good courage be not afraid neither be you dismayed for yahweh your god is with you wherever you go you don't need to be afraid you don't need to be dismayed for yahweh your god is with you and that's so important to understand that the reason you don't have to fear And the reason you don't have to despair or be dismayed or get discouraged or get down is that yahweh is with you now if you believe that then you won't uh, get fearful and again this is all about being strong if you're strong in your faith how do you get strong in faith by doing verse eight don't let god's word depart out of your mouth now in joshua's day the five books of moses were the word of god then we have 66 books We have the indwelling Holy Spirit. We have far more for us than Joshua ever did in many respects. Yet, Joshua did great miracles. But here's what I want you to understand. This is important, okay? This is the principle that I want to get across to you that should become your protocol. And it's very simple. If you meditate God's Word, you will become somebody is equipped to lead nations so if you have a business if you have an organization if you have a church if you have a family if you have a a a small group of people in a prayer group or a bible study whatever if you meditate god's word you will be equipped to be a leader the meditation of the bible the meditation of god's word is what equips you for leadership it's enough to make you a national leader Now you say, well, I don't want to be a national leader. I want to get into politics. I don't want to do all that stuff. I'm not called to do that. But friends, you are called to do that. You might not do it standing for a political party and being voted for by uh, people. You might never enter a political office, but you're called to leadership in the earth. And that includes the leadership of the nations, simply by being a Christian, by being a believer, by being a follower of the Lord Jesus. Jesus' commission in Matthew chapter 28 on the mountain was that uh, people would, his people would disciple the nations. We're called to disciple nations. And that literally means to bring the nations to heal, to bring them subject to the rule of God. You see, when we pray the Lord's prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven, we're releasing heaven's rule over people so our job is to disciple nations now you're not going to disciple nations unless you disciple their leaders so how do you do all that well god may release uh, some people into a place where they get to speak to rulers and leaders that certainly happened with john calvin and other reformers back in the days of the magisterial uh, reformers when uh, the reformers went to magistrates and took over cities because the magistrates in effect bowed the knee to the lordship of christ but you can do it in the place of prayer you can do it in your own bedroom read psalm 149 where it says the saints do this business on their bed you can decree the will of god the purpose of god for your nation sitting in your living room driving in your car walking down the street because we're called to rule and govern nations by prayer by decree by proclamation by declaring the purpose and will of god into the earth and when we do that we are placing bounds and restraints upon national leaders that they must go in the path chosen and purpose for them by god and and it's us as his people that do that. So we're all called to lead the nations. Um, But what it means is, is that in order to do that, you have to be equipped, you have to be enabled, you have to be empowered, you have to be given the authority, and you have to have the dunamis power. And this comes through meditation of the Bible. Now, of course, if somebody's in office, a prime minister, or someone in, in an office of state, even even at local council level, and that person meditates the word, then God is uh, allowed, in a sense, to equip and enable them and empower them to do their job efficiently and with supernatural aid. And so that's why it's good for Christians to understand these things to, to be uh, voted into office. But our job as the ecclesia, as Christians, is to pray for kings and those that are in authority because they don't know this stuff, but we can still, in a sense, guide and direct them by our prayers, by our decrees, by what comes out of our mouths. The game changer in the nations is what comes out of the mouths of those who know these things, who know how God operates, how God functions in the earth, The most high ruleth in the kingdom of men. Just actually making that statement releases the power of God to, in a sense, enable him to do so. You see, God has chosen, God is sovereign, God is power, God is authority, but he has chosen uh, to work with men, to work with men who know him, to work with men and women who are surrendered to him, who are yielded to him as vessels. And so... Bible meditation, meditating the word. Of course, prayers involved, living right, all that stuff. But Bible meditation is the key to all this. Because Joshua wasn't given a power rod. Joshua was given five books to meditate. And of course, the word meditate has a primarily vocal aspect or context to it. It means to speak, to roar, to mutter. In other words, get the word of God in your mouth. Get the word of God in your lips and speak it. And every time you do so, it doesn't really matter, in a sense, what the subject is. It could be healing, it could be prosperity, it could be, you know, uh, anything that the word says if you speak it. Amen? When you release God's word, God's word is not just words. It's not in written form, even paper and ink. It's not just that. God's word is spirit. God's word is life. God's word is supernatural, it's a portal to glory. And so when you speak it in the earth, you release the rule of heaven that's in the glory realms into the earth. So Bible meditation is what makes you a leader of nations. Now you might not, as I said, have any sort of political office or governmental role in that respect, civic role. You may be a businessman, you may be a pastor, You may be an evangelist or whatever, prophet. But when you understand the principle that the qualification to lead nations is that you meditate God's word day and night, it means that as you're doing so, you're actually taking the reins, you're taking the rule and the authority in the earth. You know, the devil doesn't want a generation of people who meditate the word. We've had a lot of people doing prayer. And a lot of that intercessory prayer we did in times past, it was really just begging, bawling, squalling, crying, weeping. Some of it had validity. Some of it was Holy Ghost-directed. But a lot of it was just, you know, it, it didn't get the job done. What gets the job done is Bible meditation. Done properly. Done with authority. Understanding that as you speak the word, as you, as you mutter the word, as you meditate the word, as you ponder the word, as you allow the word to penetrate every part of your being and flood you and deluge you and engulf you, that you are becoming a vessel in the earth, just your very presence and the power of God through his word and, of course, energized by the Holy Ghost. As these things work in you, they begin to work through you. Uh, It's like you you begin to radiate these things. In fact, let's just very quickly, to, to close this off, let's go to psalm 128 and we'll see this principle functioning here okay because it's it's you at the center radiating outwards and eventually impacting nations that's how this works that's how it's meant to work psalm 128 which is a song of degrees which means it means it's steps going higher or levels getting more intense okay Blessed is everyone that fears Yahweh that walks in his ways. Okay, or blessed is the man or the woman who, who fears the Lord, that's the beginning of wisdom, fears Yahweh, but who meditates in his word. Other Psalms speak of this. And it's the same spirit here as Psalm 112 and Psalm 1. That the blessed man is the man that meditates the word. Okay. Um that watches his ways. For you shall eat the labor of your hands. Happy shall you be, and it shall be well with you. What he's saying here is, is that you'll be blessed. Personally, individually, you will be a blessed man. Okay? But it doesn't stop us. See, a lot of times we think that blessing and prosperity and walking in the power of God is just for us as individuals. But it's not meant to stay in that, that circle, which is just around you. It's meant to radiate outwards. What's this? Psalm of verse 3 your wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the size of your house or in the very heart of your house your wife will be blessed your wife will be a fruitful vine your wife will be somebody who that blessing touches your wife then it says your children like olive plants round about your table it goes that your children The blessing that's on you that you carry the blessing of Abraham the blessing of the Lord that makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it Uh, just that general state of being blessed because you're meditating the word because you're walking with God and fearing him that's supposed to touch those around you in your house the sides of your house the blessed man his blessing is a strength to those in his own dwelling now watch this it doesn't stop there it says, verse 4, Behold that thus shall the man be blessed that fears Yahweh. Now, if that was all it was, it'd be great, wouldn't it? You'd live in a blessed home. The blessing would touch your wife. The blessing would touch your children. You know, if anybody comes in to the doors of your house, they'll get blessed because there's a blessing in your house. But it doesn't stop there. It's not supposed to stop. It's actually supposed to, to get stronger and stronger and, and go further and further. Watch this, verse Um, 5. Yahweh shall bless you out of Zion. Now Zion is, we would say, uh, the ecclesia, the church, the place of God's people. So you'll be blessed in the realm of the church. You'll be blessed out of Zion. Your blessing will reach into the people, other people of God. You'll be a blessing in the church. But you see it says it will bless you out of Zion, which means As we all congregate together as blessed men, blessed women, our blessing becomes corporate. It it grows in power because uh, a thousand will fall at your side, uh, or one will put a thousand to flight, sorry, and two will put ten thousand to flight. What that means is, as blessed people come together, the power of that blessing grows exponentially. And so you, you go to church and you're a blessing to others, But they're also a blessing to you. You understand the blessing is growing here. It's increasing, it's multiplying, it's amplifying. And you shall see the good of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Where do you live? You will see that blessing in your city, in your town, in your village, in your community. You will see it not just in your house, not just in you individually, but in your family. Then you'll see it in your church. And then you'll see it in your city. In other words, the blessing is keep going outwards. Radiating. Why? Because you're meditating the word. Every time you speak God's word, you're impacting your community. And eventually those waves of glory will go from you and touch those around you. You ought to be a blessing to the folks in your street, in your town, in your city. And the Bible says you will. But it doesn't stop there. Look at this. It's also generational. Yea, yes, you shall see your children's children. you see your grandchildren. you see your great-grandchildren. Or in some cases, your great-great-grandchildren. In other words, the blessing goes down on them. The blessing is a trickle-down thing. Now, I know people say, well, God has no uh, grandchildren. I understand that. But I also believe, as Scripture clearly says, we believe for household salvation and also that the blessing goes down through the generations. So the blessing isn't just going to be with you. You're a blessed man. You can drive a nice car. You live in a nice house. And that's it. No, friends. It's generational. It it radiates outward and it radiates downward through the generations. Then watch this. The very last little phrase here. And peace upon Israel. We could say, peace upon your nation, peace upon Scotland, peace upon America, wherever you live, your country, your nation, eventually the blessing that's on you and other believers will touch your nation. But I believe with all my heart this is only available to those who spend serious time day and night meditating the word, day and night in God's presence, day and night speaking the things of God, And, you know, a lot of that is is going to be released in prayer, decree, that type of thing. But you have to be feeding that in a man. You have to be feeding your spirit. You have to be speaking. I I venture to say this. I dare to say this. There are maybe very few, if any, who are actually doing this to the extent that we're required to do it. I include myself. Okay, a lot of times wasted maybe doing other things. When you could be meditating the word, and also bear in mind, there's a lot of things that you can do. That while you're doing them, even going to the supermarket, you can meditate God's word because, you know, it means to mutter under your breath. Now you don't want to be walking about as the shouting, you know, Yahweh is my shepherd, I shall not want. They'll call security, but you can mutter it under your breath. Bible meditation is what makes you a leader of nations. Bible meditation is what makes you a leader of men. Bible meditation is what makes you God's servant, God's ambassador, God's representative, God's king-priest in the earth, releasing wherever you go the blessing, releasing wherever you go, kingdom authority, releasing wherever you go the will and purpose of God for the nations, to the nations uh, and, and being the blessing. You see, God said to, uh, through the Abrahamic covenant, I'll make you a blessing to every family on earth, to every nation on earth. And I believe that the people who actually do that are the people who do it through Bible meditation. You can pray, you can intercede, it's all part of it. But if you're praying and interceding, and, and it's not it's not Bible, it's not word-based, it's not releasing faith, then it's just squalling, it's just bawling. Friends, we need to be people. The Bible says the day is coming in the earth when the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, the glory of Yahweh, will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. That is our purpose. That's our assignment. That is God's purpose. That is what we must be about doing right now. And the very doing of it will qualify you, like it did Joshua, to be a leader. Of nations, You might not be called to an office that, that recognizes your prime minister, president, whatever, but you're called to it in the kingdom of God. It's your role, your assignment, your task. Be about the doing of it now in Jesus' name. Amen.